Hello everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Liam and I'm here with my co-host George. Hello music team. And Grant. Hello there music fans. Team music. Team music. I got it wrong again. It's team music and it was my idea. Yes, and it hasn't really caught on. No, it hasn't. No one, literally no one has commented or said anything about it. No, team music. Maybe we'll drop that. We'll drop it soon. Yeah. Uh, each episode of Flawless, a host or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless, and we discuss how they discovered it, what they love about it, and what makes it flawless for them. We have a Facebook group. It's called Flawless Friends and Family. It's where we discuss all things music that we love and that you love, and we post in there about upcoming episodes and what albums are nominated. You can find the link in our show notes. And of course, we have a Patreon. You can back us from as little as $1 a month, and you get early access to our episodes access to our bonus episodes, and that warm, fuzzy feeling inside that you're helping us spread the flawless love. You can find us at patreon.com slash flawlessamp, or the link is in the show notes again. Mm. So, on this cold, wintry Brisbane evening, we have a guest. We have two guests. You're talking about yes. cold to an English woman. I know. It's co- I said Brisbane. It's cold for Brisbane. Yeah, and it, it is cold. It accounts for Brisbane. <laughs> for Brisbane. We have two guests. We have which two. Is, and it's which is good. only the second time we've ever done that, which has been great. Yeah. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Sure. My name's Ben, and this is... My name's Remy. <laughs> we play in We Set Sail. We do. We've uh, you've landed the uh, the rhythm section tonight. Yes. Nice. Yes. Oh, you nice. couldn't couldn't afford the front line. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jeez. No, Rip the band-aid off. Those couple of bastards up there. Nobody wants to hear from yeah. them. We hear from them enough. Oh, the yeah. noise boys. Yeah, the noise boys. The noise boys. Come on. So we're on sticks and bass, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, play, is... I play bass. Cool. Play ben plays drums. Yeah. There you Sweet. go. Tell us about We Set Sail. Who, what are you, how long have you been around? What are you doing? What's Oof. up? What's up? Um, you've been around a long time. I think almost 15 years now. Nice. We, I think <laughs> sometimes we refer to ourselves as Brisbane's biggest little band. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, we've about a year ago, we re- uh, released our third LP. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, we got a couple other little things on the go at the moment. I guess we're working on a special cover for a mm. little secret project. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess it's for fans of all things alt rock and emo and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Where can people find you online if they want to check you guys out? Uh, look everywhere that's you would expect to find music: mm-hmm. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, cool. Bandcamp. Yeah. Just yeah. Okay. We, we cool. set sail. We set sail, yeah. Awesome. We'll put some links um, in the show notes too. We're also affiliated with with Remy's label, uh, False, if you False Peak Records. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah, False Peak. Yeah, That's so sweet. yeah, we put out that last album mm-hmm. last On year, there. and um, so yeah. I'm just going to put it out there: three LPs. You've been together 15 years. Yep. Three LPs in 15 years. Come on. Pick it up, guys. Pick it up. <laughs> you wouldn't be the first person to have made that observation. <laughs> observation yeah. Constructive right. much? <laughs> I mean, Would you like to tell us what album you're nominating today? Yes. Uh, sure, yeah. So uh, it's my pick, uh, and uh, it's Third Eye Blind, their first or well, their debut self-titled record. Great work. Yes. <laughs> Grant, Grant's excited because I feel like Grant will have heard this one. Uh, I have heard a lot. This is a rarity, so it's cool. So, <laughs> rarity. <yeah. laughs> it's a, it's a rarity. So, like, so brutal and honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really curious who here is familiar with this record other than the obvious big single from this album. Do, do, do. Yeah. That one. <laughs> No, but for real. Very George, we'll start with you. When how did you know of obviously you knew of Third Eye Blind, you just do 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 this. I did do do do. Did you know the album? Um I knew the album because friends of mine in school had the album and so they played the album and so I have heard the album back in but like ninety seven to ninety nine I would yeah. have heard the okay. album. Like mm-hmm. on friends like record players at the same time as stuff like um, Semisonic and yeah, um, bands sure. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but they are on a record label with a whole bunch of bands that I really love. So uh, I got very excited about that. Sweet. Okay. 
Grant. Yes. Had you heard of? Had you heard this album? We. I had heard this album. I, I don't know if I. I knew lots of songs from this yeah. album. I don't know if you ever mm-hmm. sat and listened to it end to end. Nineteen ninety seven was first year university for me. Okay. Um, yeah. Wow. And so it was a massive. Obviously, you know the. That track was huge. Yeah. Um, that we'll get to, um, and there are a number of other ones that are very, very nice, easy to go, easy to listen to tune. So I knew, like this was like going back to Rhodes University, Gramstown, um, '97 to even mid 2000s. I would have listened to to yeah. songs off this. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah sure. Well, there are a shitload yeah. of singles on this record. Yeah. Yes. Which you know was there a, five a complete surprise to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so very more familiar. importantly, how did you, how did you, how did well, you, Liam, you haven't said yeah. what you, um, yeah. my experience is basically identical to Grant. I knew all the singles yeah, and okay. I was like, this is comfortable. I, I know this. I know what's going on here. This is cool. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't listen to the album before. Yeah. yeah the, so uh, the same, mm, uni, very year, similar. uni years. Mm. Yeah. On the radio. Yeah. So yeah, this, this album really blindsided me. So, I mean, I'm definitely not like a big third eye blind fan or anything. It's not like I've ever bought a shirt or anything like mm-hmm. that. But um, yeah, it was probably about five or six years ago. Um, Jimmy, the guitarist in We Set Sail, said, "You know that that album's actually pretty good." You mm-hmm. know, I think we were talking about um, Semi Charm Life or whatever, and I was like, "Really?" You know, because yeah. it's just it's just a band I would have instantly dismissed mm-hmm. having only heard that song. So I listened to it, and it just yeah, it just completely took me by surprise. Just how many huge anthemic riffs there are on that album because it's just Mm -hmm. it's it's end-to-end riffs Mm -hmm. and at the same time it's it's quite dark Mm. which when you compare it to all the bands that that people were comparing them to at the time like smash mouth and you know bare naked ladies and a lot of that sort of stuff the tone of it is like it's pretty different it's Mm -hmm. a bit of a knuckly duckling in that regard and so having not heard the album at all it was so refreshing to hear something that was exactly the sort of music that I like and that um, I could really sink my teeth into. So, so you got yeah. into it in like 2015. Yeah. yeah, around then, I guess. Nice. Yeah. After it had been out since 97. Exactly. Like, now exactly. suddenly it landed and you're yeah. like, here, oh. we, here we are, here's an album, this is flawless. 100%. Yeah. Wow. And, and it's just one of those records that every time I listen to it, I find something else, you know, a little detail. Because mm. there are a lot of those little... They're obviously good players. Nuances. There's so many nuances about just mm-hmm. little production ideas or the way they play, and mm-hmm. and um, it's just fun and yeah, really, yeah, really nice to listen to as cool. somebody who's just yeah into music. So did you go and listen to any of their other albums since then and sort of not I, quite up to that standard? I did, I did. I went right down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think any other album quite has the same magic. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. There's there's that single wounded off the. The, the album that came out after this, which I think is probably the only song that would kind of fit, fit. in the same, um, the same sort of canon or whatever, um, and it's a great song. But uh, I mean, if you've read anything about the band, you know that there was a sort of acrimonious split between mm. the two lead songwriters, and so yeah, it mm-hmm. just seemed like they never kind of had that same magic, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, the lineup rotated a lot almost with every album after this, like once Correct. they sort of. Yeah, they, I guess they had people play for a little while, and then the the front became very much the front man's band, and mm. then he would yeah just get new people. So yeah, so yeah. Stephen Jenkins mm. on vocals and rhythm guitar, um, and Kevin Cadigan mm. is the guy on lead guitar that they have the the split with Correct. over the band's finances. So that's that was out where that was heading, and then Arian Salanza on bass and Brad Hargreaves on drums. Mm-hmm. That was the lineup for this debut mm. album. Yeah, that's right. But they were not young at time of release. Okay, I didn't didn't have ages. So Stephen Jenkins was already thirty three when this album came out. Really? And he sings okay. about um, like t- hanging out with teen girls on in cyberspace, mm. and I'm like. Really? You're 33? <laughs> you're about Graduate. That? I mean, no. like that's a... Yeah, graduate, exactly. So it, it was def- I, uh, It was like a It was like a play on the younger years, I think, yeah. and turning it into like, the pop rock album that it is. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's funny. It almost feels like a concept album to me. Like, I know it's not, but with so many songs about relationships, mm-hmm. it, it feels like every song is a different 
period of a, of a relationship, a different vibe. Like, you know, there's the honeymoon period and then there's the breakup and then, um, yeah, all these songs about relationships that, that they're probably not the same relationship, but it feels that way. It all mm-hmm. has that cohesive sort of tone, mm-hmm. except a couple of songs like Jumper and a couple other ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a few times I wouldn't have wanted to be the muse for that song. <laughs> yeah. Like, There's a few dated references in there, isn't there? Yeah. But like the way he was singing about the women and stuff or like the, the ex-girlfriend and I'm just like, oh, okay, well, if yeah. I knew that was about me, I'd be pretty pissed that yeah. this is popular. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, this was making the charts. So, uh, yeah, which is like, a, as you talk about, there is a huge amount of relationships and he doesn't cloak it in anything. It's just out there saying, and it's quite obvious, like saying, you know, like she did this, she did that, and, or, yeah. and, and we did this together. And it's just, yeah, so it's like, it was like a blatant reference to those sorts of themes, which is cool. Mm. I feel like there's been another album we did that like was actually like it felt like it should be cheesy rock but when you actually listened to it and paid attention it was like lots of stuff in there about mental health and drug use and alcoholism and stuff absolutely yeah but I can't remember maybe it was like Offspring oh, Offspring was yeah there was some of that yeah, yeah it was like a, you, you weren't on that one yeah no but I know but the album certainly you know, Ignition is yeah. not like that some of these guys the like those mid, these mid 90s rah rah guys are hiding like very deep and introspective souls behind yeah. their <laughs> just, just in the air music yeah. which is cool <laughs> So you um, can I just tell you my fun fact? Yeah. Oh, please. And you know Jimmy Fallon in America. Mm-hmm. That's a Jimmy sure. Fallon show. Um, well, him and Justin Timberlake did a cover of Jumper together in 2014 right. on his show. Really? That's right. Yeah, it was a skip, wasn't it? In 2014. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they were like, bring it back to 97. Yeah. Like, that was my favourite fact that I learned. Um, like, so it's on movies and stuff like that. Like, it's in mm. Yes Man with um, the famous guy who makes the faces. Um, <laughs> Jim Carrey. That guy. You got it, right? The guy with the face. Well, you know what? They got it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me a little bit more time. I might have got there. My music knowledge is better than my film sure. knowledge, I assure you. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Okay. So, um, when you first listened to it, mm. did it hook you from um, losing a whole year, or did yes. you have? To, oh, one hundred percent. Like just the this the, is it. the first chords. I'm like, I hope the rest of the album is as good as this, and it totally is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, just something about those those big anthemic riffs. Like I, that's 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 me in a nutshell in terms of what I like mm-hmm. in terms of music. Like we've talked Absolutely. before Remy about, same in the, same you know, the there's like, room. there's the people who go for the riffs and then there's the people who want to read the lyrics and, and understand the artist and the poetry and all that sort of stuff. And I'm most of the time, I can't really hear what they're saying. And it doesn't really matter. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're a drummer. You can't hear anything. Yeah. Exactly. I've just got the tinnitus ringing in the yeah. background. Yeah. And, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just yes. got to drown that out. So. Yeah. <laughs> So this is where we introduce that real 90s sound where you've got that kind of yeah. shouting, rapping kind of vocal style. Mm. Yeah. So, and that's an interesting thing about Semi Charm Life that it has that, that rappy sort of cadence because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I didn't know this until recently, but he was in a, uh, Stephen Jenkins was in a rap yeah, duo was. before right. this band. Oh. Oh. So that's where he got his rap chops from. Nice. Uh, or, I don't know if he got his rap chops. <laughs> yeah, no, no. he, he gave it a red hot go. <laughs> he gave it a go, for sure. If you want to call them chops, that's where he got, that's yeah, where he yeah, got them that's from. Right. Yeah. yeah, and so you know, hence why. But I mean, I guess other bands of that ilk were doing it as well, like mm. Bennett Ladies and stuff had that that same sort oh, of. Totally. Yeah, there's yeah. a few songs through the album where he yeah, just the, it's not that it's like a lot of them with rappers like spoken word stuff. It's not singing. Yeah, but this is just super fast paced thing. So it's on the verge of him rapping, but you know, just that different style. Hmm. This is really cool. So yeah, you mentioned five singles. So mm-hmm. obviously, Semi Charmed Life, February 18, 97. I didn't write down any chart positions, George, for the singles. Did you get I, any chart positions? I did. Australia 8, Canada 2, UK 33, US Billboard 100, number 4, US Alt number 6, um, US Alt Airplay number 1. Nice. And also number 29 in the Hottest 100 of 1997 as well, which I'm pretty oh, sure wow. is where I heard it the first time okay. because it was mm. um, I would have been listening to the radio then a lot and it was on the compilation CD that came out that year so that was cool yeah, right. Graduate mm. August 97 um, that lots got, of 
got to US Rock number 26 and EF um, Alt Airplay number 14. How How's it going to be? We went to UK 51, so actually it started again in the UK and US Alt number 6. Losing a whole year? We went to US Alt Air number 13 and US Rock 36. And then Jumper. Oh, Canada 10, Billboard Chart 5, US Alt 17, Top 45, um, Alt Air 9, and US 40, number 2. Nice. So, so yeah. They all charted, they all charted um, in the US, for two sure. Solid, two solid years of singles and mm-hmm. videos yeah. and stuff like that. I'm mm-hmm. sure they would have been all over MTV. and. Well, yeah. they were on Electra, So, mm-hmm. the Electra records are a big record label. Yes. So, they put out, like, ACDC, Tracy Chapman, Metallica. They put out MT5, but they also put out Caius, mm. which I really love. Yeah. So I got cool. very excited about that. But then thinking of the time, they also put out bands like They Might Be Giants. Um, so, but And then randomly, Joni Mitchell. So yeah, Electra, okay. <laughs> uh, Electra just go, this, yep. someone's going to sell a lot of records. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. going to pick them up and then we're going to put them out. And so, yeah, that's why I got excited when I was like, oh, you're on Electra. You've got Avril Lavigne. <laughs> well, she actually cited um, that her blind is like her main influence or something. Really? Like, yeah, it's like, like oh, one wow. of her biggest influences. Where was Stephen Jenkins a skater boy? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a question. Maybe. At 33, I don't know. His knees might start mm, getting a bit Rapping, slow. skating. <laughs> rapping, hey, skating. What's all that? It's all in. Yeah. Well, there's like drugs and alcohol in this album. So, mm. um, yeah. But he talks on substance abuse quite a lot. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I've talked references. Just a couple. Just a, yeah. <laughs> just a couple. <laughs> but they were, signed, they were signed to Electra with no EPs or anything to their name. They hadn't recorded yeah, anything correct. else. They were just like, here we are. We're brand new. You're going to love us. Um, before they did that, I read they played a showcase in New York and they had a like a label showcase and they had a piñata up on stage oh, with yeah. them and Stephen Jenkins just started whacking the piñata and when it broke, crickets came out and flooded out into the the whole venue <laughs> yeah. and the record label were like, nope, thanks guys, but uh, no crickets for us and they left. But he's, he, he was like, oh, it's going to be like a biblical thing, like a wave of crickets and locusts and stuff, but he... It's just like, we'll just do it and see what happens. Like this moment where you're supposed to be perfectly crafting this thing of what you're going to be to show off to a label. And it's like, oh, fuck it. We'll just get a pinata and fill it with crickets and be yeah. all biblical and stuff. A lot of the articles I read talk a lot about his sort of, his hubris. Mm, yeah. And yeah, they're very sure of themselves. And apparently they ended up with like one of the, like at the time it was a record deal. Yeah. So one Not point. a record deal, like yeah. a high <laughs> a deal record. that was a record high, um, of, of high value. Yeah, of high value for uh, for an unsigned band with yeah. no recordings yeah. to them. So one point two million they got from Electra for their first signing, which is just for for a band with no no nothing to no show recorded. Before, yeah, yeah, they'd been yeah. I guess they'd been playing and there was like they had a bit of a bidding war going on, but yeah, it was yeah. huge. It must for have unsigned. been a bidding war. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and also. Um, he accepted, they accepted it after the label agreed to let Jenkins produce the album as well. Mm. So you think about a band with mm. nothing to their name and he's like, I want 1.2 million and I'm, I'm going to produce yeah. 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 it. And you're going you're gonna to like what I give you and yeah. you're going to that's it. That. And they're like, yeah, right, here's 1.2 million dollars. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. And yeah, it was um, also produced by Eric Valentine who, mm-hmm. I mean, you can think of any any band from that era that sound a bit like them and he's probably got his he's fingerprints got his finger. on it too. Yeah. Jeez. Well, there were bands that, that they've been compared to as well, like Eve Six, if you remember those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've listened to Eve Six. I couldn't tell you a song, but I definitely remember the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you definitely know the song. Um, yeah, Everclear, Matchbox sure. 20, uh, yeah. Semisonic, Goo Goo yeah. Dolls. Yeah, um, sure. yeah for um, sure. Yeah, yeah, they're like similar artists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Four fans of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely had Goo Goo Dolls on repeat for a long period of my manic yeah, okay. dream girl days yeah. <laughs> awesome cool I um, I think it's also interesting to note just some of the lyrics in Sammy Charm Life mm-hmm. how how pretty raw and you know stuff you probably wouldn't say to a 10 year old and yet this this song is just like the biggest single in the yeah. world and nobody seemed to bat an eyelid yeah. <laughs> it's totally rude yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so Talk more about semi-charmed life. So obviously it's um, 
It's about lots of taking drugs in there, being a dealer, taking them with someone. It hides that like that really dark subject matter, like we talked about. It hides it behind like a really poppy mm. outro and the big power recently. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, and it sort of gets buried in amongst that that rappy cadence yeah. too. Like mm-hmm. unless you were reading it, you'd be like, "Did he? Did he? What? What did he just say?" No, but like he literally says, "She comes around and goes down on me, and then she's." Um, coming over you and start, yeah. and then doing crystal meth will lift you up until you break and mm-hmm. it's like and this is like a chart poppy rock yeah, song that's right. aimed, just aimed going all over the place I think but it, it does have one line in it which I really love which is feeling I believe in the faith that grows and the full can make me cry so I'm so glad you brought that up because <laughs> that really just sums up what I was saying before about just the, the musicality sort of really punched me in the heart yeah, you know, yeah. Like, absolutely that's that's such a, a good line <clears throat> yeah because I, I can relate to that I'm just like I've I've played in four called punk bands for <laughs> most of my life and I'm like yeah it's a really good one <laughs> like, this is gonna get people going so uh yeah so the those four chords they're very important so it was important to put in semi-charm life so cool and then yeah. one of the singles was I always think of graduate I'm sure it must have been played because it was after I left high school, but I guarantee it was played at like high school, yeah, end of year been. assemblies and that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. Not about high school, at graduating school at all. No, so that's right. I was like, did you just listen to the chorus, kids? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but everything else is just like, so it's about that idea of like moving forward in his life and trying mm. to, you know, graduate from being someone who's got no direction and mm. no real idea of what he wants to do and trying to be, find, find that direction in the future. But it's got yeah. a really funky fuzzed up guitar solo at the end as well which mm-hmm. is really cool yeah. and the surfy rock tricks. intro yes as well mm. which is really nice um, but in that it does have those lyrics Like, yeah, I need to do that to myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice. Thanks for writing, That's dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get my punk ass off the street. So, Remy, you haven't talked, spoken much about the album. Have you, obviously, not the deep love that Ben has? It was, we hear about it often in, in the jam room. <laughs> yeah, we do. We... Um, to the point where demos uh, rip off. Uh, titles of uh of the of the bands all, all our demos all have joke titles nice just reference whatever whatever thing was funny that yeah night. <laughs> um yeah i mean it was it was around a time when i was probably like i was definitely aware of it when it when it came mm-hmm. out and particularly all those singles that that sort of popped up yeah. um that late 90s i was yeah i i was wasn't too far into that pop rock kind of mm-hmm. zone i was still you know seattle cool mm. grungy and <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah sure still listening yeah. to a heap of you know socal punk and yeah. stuff so as much as i could i kind of veered away from it but like it was everywhere it was I mean, everywhere. It, it was everywhere. like you couldn't mm. escape For it sure. anyway yeah. mm-hmm. you know and so you know that fact on its own um, meant that you'd, you'd, you'd hear it. And it's catchy as. Yeah. Like, it was. Mm-hmm. Like, For sure. you know, as much as you want to, you know, so it's push something aside. But, yeah. It, interesting that you say that you were so aware of all the singles because I think had I been aware of all those singles, listening to it now, I wouldn't have enjoyed that album as much because yeah, it wouldn't okay. have been fresh. Yeah, so yeah. And that's a pet peeve yeah. of mine is when people drip feed all of the tracks to the mm. album and by the time the album drops, you pretty much know. Most yeah. of the album, and there's mm-hmm. not much of a surprise. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know how I managed to to dodge hearing all of those. Where things. do you think you were for that yeah. four year period, really, from '97 <laughs> to 2001? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would have been, I would have been in high school. Like, but I don't know how I missed all that stuff. Oh well, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, so um, the final single was "Jumper," mm. which is quite a hard hitting thing. Yeah, let's mm. say. And I have the chords. If Princess of Darts, I can play it slightly at home. <laughs> oh my god! Not that I like it that much. I was going to say, <laughs> but you yeah. didn't bring your guitar. But I didn't. No, oh, well, come on, man. Jeez. I've got one upstairs. Sure. No. <laughs> no, that's fine because it's Not got an acoustic well. guitar and vocals mm-hmm. yeah. before the drums roll in. Mm-hmm. There yeah. you go. And the vocals. This is where it's higher pitched. 
for the first time it's kind of like really lifted and higher and mm. then the full band comes in um and yeah there's drugs and alcohol and um referencing to pulling someone off the, the ledge or, yeah so um, it's, he's like he's wishing they would step back from it but also mm. slightly cognizant that he's part of the reason that he's that they've gone out there as well like that he's contributed to that in some way mm-hmm. yeah so the, the story behind that track um in an interview i just watched with uh, old mate jenkins was that it, it was based on a story he was told about a friend of a friend who was a gay guy that lived in a town that was a navy town and he basically committed suicide as a result of just unrelenting homophobia mm. wow. yeah and so that's kind of the well, that puts a new spin on it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because it's got the lyrics. Well, he's on the table and he's gone to code and I do not think anyone knows what they're doing here. So it's that idea that a lot of people just don't realise that the homophobia and all that sort of the bigotry and all that sort of stuff is not just, oh, yeah, that it just washes off people. It's like it has real effects on people and yeah. definitely leads mm-hmm. to these sorts of actions. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he, t- he talked about how... Um, nowadays because things have progressed that it's almost a bit of a uh an anthem for people who've gone through that because Mm -hmm. they feel like they don't have to endure it as much anymore yeah Mm -hmm. so that's an interesting way that that song's taken on a whole different Mm -hmm. flavor yeah i think when this came out i was about that i didn't know it was about homophobia but i said was around the time i came out and uh, I think, and I was getting assaulted in the street for like holding a girl's hand and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it does push you to the edge. Mm. And so, um, like, I wouldn't have, I didn't know that, that song was uh, had that premise to it. Mm. So I think it's taken a new lease of life in my little brain now. Nice. Yeah. Well. Mm. Cool. Yeah, me too. I I listened to that song almost on repeat in. Um, a place called the Transkei in South Africa on a surf tour with a mate of mine who'd gone through a breakup, and he was like super, super sad. Mm. And, oh yeah. Um, so we were like driving through serious rural, like wild. It's called the Wild Coast. Actually, that that part of the, of, of of South Africa is called the Wild Coast. And we're driving through, and we're listening to this track, and you know, just don't do anything silly. You know, basically, is mm. what yeah. we were like mm. taking from that. Yeah. And you know, um, so yeah, Andy Grant was was the guy that we went on this trip with, and. Um, off we went and everything's cool so but I didn't know yeah thanks for sharing what you found online it's mm. um, it's amazing yeah, and cool. how how the song was relevance changes eh? Like, that's right over time like, yeah this is it's mm. still um, it's nice that it's maybe uplifting more so now than for sure what the initial reasons were for writing it jeez mm. yeah anyway there it's another double ticks from you Grant what, you, what, what was your highlight oh, lots of double ticks oh well I mean obviously <laughs> the um, um, the the, the Losing the whole year, semi chum love, jumper, graduate. I want you towards the back end. It's mm-hmm. a really cool track as well. And London for that matter. Mm. Yeah, um, London's cool. That's a fun little detour, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I thought, I mean, he doesn't want to go. Who wants yeah. to go to London? Yeah, <laughs> fuck, come on, man. I'm going there in September. <laughs> on purpose. Speaking of the conference. Yeah. I mean, it's a business thing. It's not like really. It's not really like, about London, though, that he's really, that he's up, he doesn't really <laughs> yeah. hate London so much. Well, he doesn't want to go. So yeah. That's so, that's, so that's that long distance relationship where. She's gone, mm. and he. The plan. It feels like the plan's always been for him to go over there, but now he feels like she's probably hooked up with someone else and is doing other things, and he won't be so welcome if he goes over. So he's mm. like, "Well, I just, I don't want to go. I've got my life here, and I don't want to go over there just to get dumped or, you know, be yeah. a second guy over there." And he sings. Yeah. <laughs> make yourself make your presence known difficult um, to misinterpret that yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like as I say he's pretty blatant with what he's saying apart from like the jumper apparently but like mm. he's pretty blatant with the like his relationship stuff in the lyrics which I went through all of them ta-da mm. yeah <laughs> nice because the other thing we did um we talked on our bonus episode about the one hit wonders about the four non blondes. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. what's going David, on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he shakes his head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Stephen <laughs> Jenkins, and I can't remember the lead singer of the four non blondes, but that lady, they oh. used to play, they, they knew each other and they would hang out in each other's play houses and play songs. 
and it wasn't until like 20 years later that he was like hang on that was what's up and the song he was playing was semi-charmed life and she didn't obviously recognize it from right. what, it, what he knew and what it turned into as well oh, wow. so they were both just sitting there playing these to <laughs> them probably like oh these are the, our stupid songs and then in the end they actually both blew up into the international smash hits which is really yeah. cool yeah, right. that's fun um, yeah. So, Motorcycle Drive-By, mm-hmm. that's a good song. <laughs> Linda so, Perry. Linda Perry, yes, thank you for um, that. There's, like, the singles on this album kind of stand out, but also any song on this album just about could be a single. Like, they, they've all yeah. got that movement of, like, the people yeah. could really get into listening to the radio and he's got that clear yeah. voice, knows what he's singing about, big power, it's all that sort mm. of stuff. So, yeah. Motorcycle Eyes is just an example of one of those. Like, this could easily have been a single. Yeah. 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 Well, it's got sure. acoustic finger picking, which I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts off slow and then it ramps up into full band. And then it's like power pop rock yeah. mm. for a period for like a third of the song. But then it drops back down to the acoustic and has this like atmospheric <laughs> sound in the background. And I'm like, whether it's come from synth or something mm. like that. Um, but they have mini harmonies. So um, instead of an entire line of lyrics being harmonised, it's just like the first couple of words will be harmonised and then it'll drop off and it's like the first couple of words again and it'll drop off. And it's like it was a nice play with how they harmonised on the vocals. Mm. I also really like that sort of quiet, loud, quiet dynamic. Mm. I mean, that's something that we do to death in our band. (laughs) So whenever I hear that, I'm like... Yeah. Oh yeah. They know what's up. The production through, like with Jenkins doing it all, like it's so yeah. Like it's oh, it's, it's, it's it's a solid job. Like, yeah. They should have turned the bass yeah. up though. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, for, thanks for rooting for me. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm also a bassist, yeah. so uh, yeah, they should have turned the bass up. But no, there were moments where the bass gets a nice little like play around, so mm. um, that's good. Mm. I'll find but that, so motorcycle drive by's got the line. Nice, Grant. Well done. So mm-hmm. Lyric Buddies is the one you both write there down the is. same lyric. Yep. To, to <laughs> okay, read out. Good. Yeah. Tick. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's definitely a memorable lyric. Yeah. For sure. Really oh, cool. For sure. So in Good For You, this is where there's some bassy fun times. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, there's the outro is a solo guitar with the bass. And it's kind of like a rocky outro and stuff like that. Um, and it's but it's got the slow rock intro too. So it's kind of got the lift and drop that we talked about mm, already. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But it reminded me, the way the um, middle eight and chorus kind of ran, reminded me of how Incubus wrote their songs oh, yeah? too. Yeah, right. So, um, like, I was thinking about the whole like drive type song yeah. or whatever. Yeah, okay. It, like, had, yeah, it was reminiscent of that, which was, you know, I was a massive Incubus fan, so <laughs> for my sins, yeah. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> saw, saw them a few times, but uh, yeah, there we go. So it reminded me of that. That um, song kind of felt like it was, a. I felt like it was maybe about like a quote unquote nice guy who was trying to be nice to someone and then try and leave that into like, well, I'm being nice to you, so you should be my girlfriend and maybe mm-hmm. trying to force it in a little bit. I don't know if anyone else got that tone, but it was just like... So there's a lot of sort of instructional stuff in the song about how this is how you should be acting, and I, you know, I think this is what we should do, and that sort of stuff. So I got a bit of a vibe of that. And then, but it's also empathetic towards her impact too, because mm. he says, "You haunt my nights where I don't know where my life should go." Well, is it good for you? Well, is it good for you? Mm. Which could also be the good, like the guy. You haunt my nights. I'm like, oh, that's a little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, could, that could be that could be a little creepy. Could be good, could be creepy. <laughs> do do you guys, um, just as a slight tangent, do you ever go into Genius to where you can see people's interpretations yes. of the lyrics? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I do. Right. And some of them are hilarious. Yeah, some of them are so good. <laughs> there's, there's one line on one song where it's something like, near your pierce, I will go wild and free or something like that. And then the little annotation just says, like a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> like a tiger? No, nice. like a tiger. Like a tiger. Only cool. Survivor is like a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> True. That's awesome. So any other ones you want, you from your side, Liam? Um, I do like uh, Thanks A Lot. It's got that nice soft start again, yep. sort of the slow burn into the build. Mm. 
It's about a self-destructive relationship where two people who are together, but they obviously, it's not going to work, not so good. they just break up. Mm. But it's got the line that might be... Remember, mm. I, we haven't done it for ages. I, um, that I, there's always a line that I would get tattooed on myself. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, we haven't had one of those. I haven't done one for a while. So it's half of this one. And it probably wouldn't because it's, <laughs> because it's still atrocious, but it's... I woke you up and I slit the throat of your confidence. Oh, Which yeah. half would you take? Yeah. Oh, I, it's the slit, I slit the throat of your confidence. <laughs> I love uh, that line. But also that's a terrible thing to tattoo on yourself. Yeah. And yeah. a terrible thing to do to other people. But just that idea of like... <laughs> I don't think graphic. you're... I yeah, don't, it is very yeah. graphic. I'm, I'm going to put my hand up and say your wife would not enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> would speak... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There'd, be, there'd be a conversation. But that idea, <laughs> that idea of like if you're in a destructive relationship... But also, you're both just bringing each other down, yeah. And that way, you yeah. don't actually have to split up because you're both just so good at bringing each other down. Now that it's like you're not confident enough to break up with me, and I do that. You do the same to me, so I'm not confident mm. enough. So let's just be here in our well in our hatred together. And it's kind of got that kind of post-punk emo sound mm. for sure, like in that particular track. And then, um, and he also says. <laughs> um, like so, she she recognizes that he's got good and bad and or whatever it is, and and yeah, he's taken from that. There's loads of heavy effects on the guitar on that one, and he's got this weird like yabba yabba kind of outro, like right. where it's not lyrics, like uh, okay, it's not, like, not words, it's not real words. <laughs> yeah. It's like um, Flintstones, yeah, yeah, yabba yeah. Um, that's what I wrote. Like that's what I heard. Um, but yeah, so that was in the outro. It was just like this, like fun little, like, like random, like st- scat. Yeah, um, like um, scat. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I must have just ejected it from my mind. <laughs> the random, like scat a lot at the thanks a lot. But yeah, yeah, there you go. That was fun. Mm. I feel like the whole end of the album is very uh, rear loaded with really emotionally sort of. Yeah. Heavy tracks, mm-hmm. um, which I kind of like. Yeah, <laughs> like God of Wine. Yeah. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are we? Up, what song are we up to? Is it? Is oh, it, we jump around. Oh, because yeah, there's no specific order here about right, this one. Yeah. No, <laughs> not for this one. The background, I think, is the track that is the one that affects me the most. With that line, mm-hmm. um, my my plans still have you in them. Oh. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, so just something about just the the instrumentation in that song and and the combination of those lyrics is just oof. So yeah, so he says heartbreaking. So, what I couldn't figure out is that is that the partner died or just a breakup? Because Look, he, it felt like it was mostly a breakup, but then he also refers to the host, the time we were in the hospital. That's right. So that's I couldn't right. quite figure out if it was actually someone who passed away or if it was just a, a bad breakup. Yeah, no, I couldn't tell you, but but I yeah, mean, and that person now he's carrying that person around in the background with him, or wherever he goes and everywhere he thinks. That's right. Like, that person's always there. Yeah, it's and it, it's another group. song that has that that um, really quiet, soft start mm-hmm. that builds and builds. And I think Starts that... Starts with the bass, by the way. Yes. <laughs> that is a bassy intro. Yes. Again. And that, like, when, it, yeah. when it comes in, that, 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 that lead, that, like, really... Yeah. I mean, it's it's a really almost sort of cock rock lead that, mm-hmm. that breaks out when the big guitars drop, but it's, it's not out of place at all. It's just so anthemic and, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that... Solo last the last thirty seconds with the guitar strumming just fading out mm. on that one. Yeah, that weird little um, I don't know what it is to that song. It's almost like a little coda. It's like yeah. not really part of the song. So it but of, it's it stops. It and fits. Then it just starts again. Yeah, and it just keeps for like going. Thirty and seconds, it's... and you're like, oh okay. It's just... <laughs> Here we go. It's like a little mini encore. Yeah, it yeah. is. But it's so 12. beautiful. <laughs> So, I had it. I want you. I've just written it down. I don't know whether you guys heard it, but the the intro to "I Want You" sounded like um, Radiohead's "High and Dry." Okay. That drum and um, it's like a shaker or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> but so if, if those really that really just want to listen to I've got a high comparison, and dry stuck in my head now. <laughs> have a listen to the intro. 
Because um, um, there's like wanky solo with effect pedals and stuff like that. But then there's a little bit of acoustic guitar comes in and you're like, oh, where have you come from? <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky. Thanks very much. Um, and then like the soft vocal section. However, yeah, this is um, when he comes in with the soft vocals at the end of I Want You, it really reminded me of um, Flight of the Concords. Oh, right. Where the way he's like, hey, blah, 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 darling. Oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, yeah, it totally reminded me of that. And now <laughs> as soon as I heard it, I was like, I can't unhear this yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, just, you just hear Jermaine doing Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> get an eye patch, but, man. Get an eye patch. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But um, <laughs> so I wrote it down, but um, I don't want. I did a smiley face, so like it didn't upset me. It was just a really nice <laughs> thing to kind of like connect my ideas to. Yeah. So yeah. I also really like narcolepsy. Yeah. So the only song in the first six that's not a single. Mm. All the other, mm. all the other five were all singles. So oh, it's yeah. once again soft start into sort of kicking out. And then, so it's about mental health. So I think this is one where I was like, okay, this is going to be an actual serious album coated in the cheese rock, so that's all cool. Um, but coated. It talk- yeah. <laughs> Layered. Layered. Dusted. Dusted. Yeah. Dusted. Yeah. Dusted. 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 But it talks about like drinking to avoid anxiety and to avoid the narcolepsy and everything. So yeah, he says, sure. And there's a demon in my head who starts to play a nightmare tape loop of what went wrong yesterday. Uh, I think the line yeah. before that is there's a, a bone that's connected to a drink. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, nice. right. So, yeah, but just that idea, you know, most people who have anxiety that will know the same, you know, in a similar way that I have. It's just like you, mem- you remember every little thing that went wrong, every conversation mm-hmm. that could have been different. And you obviously, th- I know, not everyone does, but it's like they don't remember that at all. Like they've, nah. they've, they've moved on. Mm-hmm. But in your brain, you're like, no, no, I definitely did the wrong thing and I fucked up and it, the whole world's going to come down on it just on that one conversation. Mm-hmm. Now that is why I drink during flawless episodes. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. So what is in your... uh, I thought that was water. Oh, no, it's a bourbon with Pepsi Max. Wow. (laughs) It's not a Pepsi with bourbon in it. (laughs) It's a a bourbon with a shot of... It's It's sugar-free. Yeah, I know, it's sugar-free. It's still keto, right? (laughs) I mean, judgment-free zoning, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I've seen no problems. But in narcolepsy, there's something I really love with a song, which is gang vocals. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's like... You've got a chorus of people all shouting the same thing um, at the same time. You're like, gang vocals. Love yeah. it. And so. you would love to hear that. Mm. Yeah, he, <laughs> we were recording something the other night and he's like, guys, can we do gang vocals? And we were all like, all right, man, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But That's it worked out. It worked out. It worked out. It turned out really good. Nice. There you go. Well, you can say George from Flawless yeah. says she likes gang vocals. George approves. Mm. Yeah. There you go. Tick of approval. <laughs> Any other moments you want to hit, George, before we jump to a final pitch? Um, no, I think we've hit on the, all of the key songs I wanted to hit on. So, um, yeah, like I, like I wanted to highlight where the bass was out there. Yep. So I did that. Done so that. <laughs> I felt pretty good. Um, Burning Man, which came first, the song or the festival? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Must be the festival, surely, it would have been running before surely, 95. The lifestyle came first. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. The lifestyle came first, yeah, because... Um, this is um, just a theme song. Um, oh, that's got that off-kilter percussion too. Like this is This is one of the ones that isn't... Like, most of them are pretty straightforward in that sort of stuff, but yeah. this is one of the ones where the, the drumming beats keep going off-beat a little bit. It's, yeah, it gave me the heebie-jeebies. Like, <laughs> heebie-jeebies. Well, it's, like, really jazzy, yes, that intro. Yeah, improvisational jazzy stuff. intro. But then it has the little stabs mm-hmm. of like music with shouting over it and yeah. then it goes back to like being that and jaunty yeah. um yeah. jaunty jaunty stab <laughs> jaunty jaunty stab um and so that's really fun um but um in there that he sings i'm like Okay, well that's, that's a good turn at the end there. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but it's a little ominous at the end. Okay. But then, um, just like they've done a few fade outs um, on these tracks, as is 97. Yeah. Um, they've done a few fade outs, but this Burning Man has its three minutes dead on with a really robust, clean finish. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone goes boom, instruments down. We're yeah. done with this song. We're moving on to the next one. Um, yeah, which, again, I really enjoy when an album does that. So thanks for that. Yeah. 
Uh, ben and Remy, any final thoughts, or do you want to jump into the final pitch about why Third Eye Blind's self-titled um, debut is flawless? Oof. No, I don't think I've got much to add. I mean, I have to back the uh, the bass love on this album. I really appreciate <clears throat> when you've got some just thick rhythm guitar with the bass moving around underneath it. Mm-hmm. I just think that's yeah a rad way of making go music. Ariane, you know? Go Ariane! Go Ariane! Yeah. Yeah. I love about this record. Nice. Lots of that. Yeah. Under the pandemic riffs. So based on drums, Ariane and Brad don't have their own Wikipedia entries. Cold. Mm, cold. But, <laughs> but Brad is still in Third Eye Blind. He's the only one with Stephen Jenkins remaining. But I can't okay. find stuff about him. Hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe he's just staying off the radar. Yeah. That's fine. Maybe he just deletes yeah. the Wikipedia page as soon as it shows up. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't, doesn't like <laughs> cool. Did you have a final pitch for us? The final pitch. Um, okay, look, if you like anthemic riffs with some emotional heft uh, and, um, you know, tackling some, some big themes and just those big rock riffs, that's, that's what it's all about for me. Cool. That's my pitch. Awesome. George. Hello. Final thoughts and a thumbs up or a thumbs down for Third Eye Blind. Final thoughts was as soon as you nominated it in the group chat, I had semi charm life stuck in my head. And I was just like, damn you. Sorry about that. I've not met you before and you've just put that song back in my head. And I'm, I'm, I'm in high school again and it's just on repeat. Um, so, yeah, and I was just like, okay, well, I've heard this album before, so I'm just going to lean in. Like I'm gonna lean in, um, but I'm gonna do a deep dive with my flawless ears this time. And um, there are some really anthemic hits, and there are some really fun songs. There are some definite sing-along tunes as well, like like hands in the air, sing-along, punching, like or whatever in the club. Um, and it obviously charted really well, considering they were completely unknown. Um, what, however, what I didn't enjoy is the flow of the album. Okay. So for me, all of those single heavy front end flowing into all the darker tunes at the end mm. is like maybe okay if you're going to bed and you're feeling sad. Um, <laughs> but from the album, I really wanted to hear like um, and mix it up, like a really f- a real flow between some of their anthemic hits and then some of their slower songs and then like mixing it up that way in the mm. way that they do in the actual songs where they do lifts and drops and lifts and drops. Um, so I wanted to hear that. So I didn't enjoy the flow of the album. So if I were to give it more time, I'd move stuff around and mm. make a playlist. Yeah, right. So I couldn't make it a flawless album. Um, okay. But it was um, really interesting for me as a 37-year-old <laughs> to listen to this again and go, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I'm young. I've got bleach blonde hair. The ends of them are pink. Um, and I'm wearing beaded bracelets go. all the way up to my elbows. And I'm like wearing criminal damaged jeans. Yeah, um, yeah. So it threw me back in time. So that was a really enjoy- enjoyable experience. Mm. But yeah, but the album for me wasn't flawless. But thank you for bringing it. Oh, no worries. Cool. Uh, Grant, final yes. thoughts and a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Yeah, it's it's it was awesome that um, you know, the memories, it wasn't certainly just um, semi-charmed, but... Jumper for me, um, because of what, what, what I spoke to, mm-hmm. um, and how's it going to be as well. All the, all the hits, and I think I don't like to sound like uh, or prejudge what Liam may say, but having all the singles up front and then going into the back end didn't really. Maybe it's the flow thing as well. I was like, hey, up to how's it going to be? Even think it's like double ticks. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> I'm like, let's go, let's go. And I hadn't really listened to the second half of it that, okay. all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, even at the back end or, or the second half, you know, London was awesome. Two ticks, I want you is two ticks. Um, Motorclub drive bar, but I, it, it's almost like look like a tale of two cities. But it, it didn't. The back end just doesn't really work for me. And I, okay. I the one that you loved, um, the mm. background, I'm like, no, really, <laughs> and good for you. Oh, wow. I like just like, and um, I don't know whether you could split it up, but I'm gonna say no. But I still, there, there's actually more to the album that I appreciated before listening yeah. to it so the, there are some great tracks towards the back end that i wouldn't have listened to yeah. if you hadn't brought it up sure um mm-hmm. and that's so thanks for bringing it it was, oh, re- no it was a cool album so, but just not, yeah. yeah if i can append my other pitch it, i would say that if if you're somebody who hasn't really 
you're not familiar with the singles, yeah. you mm-hmm. haven't heard this album before, it's definitely worth a listen. Yes, to absolutely. It because it's so, it lives in the shadow of that single. Mm-hmm. Da- great that's, description. That's yeah. that's the story of this record. It's almost disappointing that it was such a hit. Yes. Because there's so much dominates. more to this, this album and this yes. group than that I should have led with that. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all learning. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Over to you, Liam. Cool. Um, I'm very glad you opened with the story that's like, don't make me listen to this album because that's exactly how I felt when you posted into the group chat. Like I had that oh, same no. like, don't, not bad, not innocent, yep. but it's like, this is, yeah, I was like, yeah. I was expecting way more cheesy stuff and then once you actually do that deep dive into it and you realize all the themes that are in there, it's really cool and I would definitely recommend if anyone out there is having that thought of like, are these guys really covering the Third Eye Blind album? Yes, we are and it's fantastic. You should definitely check it out. Yeah. I love the front half up until, like I said, the, those first six singles. But then it just kept going and kept going. And none of the songs are bad. So I wouldn't say, oh, you should definitely cut this song because I hate it. But it just kept going and going and going. It's and I an think hour that this, long. It's 57 minutes, yeah. 14 songs. And I thought this would 100% be perfect if you took the first six, you picked two off the back end, and this, that's it. And you could, you could almost pick any two off the back end because they all show a cool variety of different styles from that first six. Mm. But I think at eight songs in 40 minutes, this would 100% be a flawless album. This would be yeah. great. Yeah, right. But then it just keeps going. And a lot of it, it some of the style stuff starts getting into it. It is a bit repetitive. So it's like, and it's going to sound wanky, but it's like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and then like blank, and then just like a big outro for like 30 to 40 seconds. And there's a lot of songs that I was like, because I was looking at the lyrics and I go, oh, so the song's over. And I'd cut over to the thing. It's like, oh, no, there's still 40 seconds because they're about to play the the riff and the um, like have a big solo and stuff. So, yeah, I couldn't give it flawless. I loved it way more than I thought I would. And I think oh, everyone should good. definitely check it out. That's but good. I just think, yeah, this this kind of music would have been eight songs, 40 minutes rather than 14 and, and an sure. hour for me. So Fair enough. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank you very much for nominating. It was great to have you we on. Thank you very Remy. much. Oh, Remy, would you describe this album as flawless? Well, probably... Probably not personally for me, like mm-hmm. the, the singles wise, like I think trying to fit that many songs on the album was, was the real, was the real thing Clincher. when CDs were, were just rocking and you could just put That's as right. much as you want on exactly. because we're the artists <laughs> and we're going to put on yeah. everything that we've got yeah. so you're going to listen to it. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Um, but yeah, I mean, Liam, you made a really good point of like the, the heavy singles and then maybe just a couple off, off mm-hmm. the back end. Just to just to throw it in, and yeah. that that would have really changed the game, mm. you know, because you, you know, all of the, the the last comments here about the the back end of that album, yeah. kind of just just dragging just a, a, a little bit. Because mm. um, if you mixed it up, you mixed it up. That's a bit. the other thing too. Yeah, yeah if you true. filter those singles every third sure. time, it's, absolutely. Yeah, then it's a completely different. So you have mix your again. banger, and then you have your introspective, yeah. and you have your banger. Like I'd be like, I'm all over this shit. Yeah, That's cool. Um, but yeah. There we go. Cool. So, yeah, thank you again for coming and thank you everyone for listening. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are Flawless AMP on all of those. So, you can join the conversation, share or like our posts, and give us a rating. Every little bit helps us find more music lovers like you. And as mentioned, we also have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash flawless AMP. So, if you'd like to back us, please check that out. Thanks again for listening and we will see you next time. Bye.